You're tuning in with your host, Jesse Elliott's an old soul in a young world. Tune in, tune in, tune in. We're here to chop it up about the reality of life of being an old soul. Come in and find yourself, internal wealth. Tune in to old soul in a young world. Old soul, young world. Old souls, young souls, and all my damn souls in between. Welcome back to another week of Old Soul in the Young World with your host, Jesse Ellis. Everybody, this is your host Jesse Ellie. We are here for another amazing week on the show with a special guest. We have a singer, somebody who dibbles and dabbles in all types of genres. Um, I can't even categorize what he does, um, but you know he is super, super dope. I just want to introduce to the show Mr. Thoughts. What's popping? <laughs> Hey guys, what it do? It's your boy. Hey, my compadre. Here, thoughts. let me offer your cup for you, friends. Yeah. <laughs> my compadre thoughts, you know, thoughts for sure. Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And you know, guys, um, it's really, really cool because Thoughts is a Boston-based um slash LA-based <laughs> artist who we met in Boston, but he is actually gonna be flying back to LA. So I think when the show <laughs> airs, he won't even be here, which is is pretty fly. <laughs> Um, can you just tell the people kind of like what kind of music you do? Um, you know, so you're in LA now for good or you're coming back here or what's your vibe? So I want to say as far, as far as like being traveling, I want to be a little bit more bi-coastal. I have the family. Ooh, bi-coastal. Like, yeah, I like that term. You know what I mean? I got my, I got my parents over here and I got like my family and friends and like a bunch of new people I meet on the regular out here. So that's like a really great vibe. So I love like keeping it by coastal. Hey. And as far as like, um, yeah, and I forgot the other, the other parts of your question. Were you, what else did you ask me? Oh, just like what kind of music you're into? Like I, so when I was listening to your music recently, mm-hmm. so since we met, I've been kind of jamming to you. I'm not going to lie. Hey, <laughs> check them out on Spotify, check them out on all your streaming yeah, yeah, platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. <laughs> But I like got so from your new so he just dropped new music as well that we're gonna get into. Um, but from some of the new music that you dropped, I got Frank's. Um, I said, almost said Frank Sinatra. Uh, <laughs> Frank Ocean vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got like some R and B, like not hip hop, but more of like a reggae, just like chill, like smoking a blunt in my car, driving <laughs> type vibes. Um, do you categorize yourself as one genre or another? I mean. I mean, I, unfortunately, I'm forced to categorize myself. Like, Ugh, um, don't you hate that shit? <laughs> you know, it's such Put us a in peeve. It's so hard. It's like I find myself like I like to say I like to be affluent in everything musical. Oh, you know I mean, so I'm the type of artist that'll find himself like <laughs> <laughs> got to throw a bomb for you. That'll <laughs> <laughs> find himself like um listening to a soundtrack of. Phantom of the Opera. Yay. And also, like, listen to some, like, super hard, like, I don't know. Who did I think was really dope recently? Pop, pop, pop smoke. Let's say pop hey, smoke, for example. Yes, yes. I used to be obsessed with. 
You know what I mean? Shout out to my guy, R.I.P. R.I.P. Pop me? Smoke. But yeah, like R&B. R&B is usually what I, what I categorize myself with because like that's like the basis. Like I want to, like you said, Frank Ocean is a heavy influence of mine. Like you get him, forget from my music. So I want to be like as close to like that, I guess, like as possible. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny because uh, when we talked, like I didn't even know you fucked with Frank Ocean. Um, I think that was kind of like a, a mutual wavelength that we got mm-hmm. off of each other. Um, but it was, I don't know, I forget the name of the song um, of Frank Ocean's, but your new song, Midnight Cookout. Yeah. Shout out Midnight Cookout. <laughs> shout out. Just dropped in December. Shout out Genghis. Shout out Shane. Hey. Shout out Roberto Murillo. Shout Woo. out Damien and Caesar. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Those are the dogs. And that's everyone who contributed to help you make Midnight Cookout produce yeah. it. And then um, also shout out Kitchen Name Music. Y'all are amazing. French label. Hey. You got to like distribute it and put it out for us. That's amazing. Yeah. Word. Um, so, you know, is Midnight Cookout like your vibe now? Is that kind of your most recent music vibe or do you switch it up like however you're feeling when you create? Yeah. So I say when it comes down to creating music, I find that like it's hard. It's hard because like I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the most instrumentally affluent person. Okay. You know what I mean? So like. I've been saying affluent a lot. Shout out to that. That's our word of the day. Yo, that's such a good... I think I'm going to name this. Affluent. <laughs> affluent Episode right 40, there. whatever. Affluent. affluent. You feel me? Like, trying to hit that level, that level up. You know what I mean? That pierce. But I find that, like, when I think of it, like, when I go to create music, it's always a matter of what what could come out of me right now. You know what I mean? What does this progression tell me? What does this progression help remind me of? And then, yes. like... Like you said, Midnight Cookout, like how do I create a story that captivate, that could potentially captivate an audience and also have like a level, a level to it that adds to, adds to people and not necessarily removes. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I felt like, I feel like that from your music. Like I felt like each song I was listening to, I was in a completely different like daytime vibe. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like it just puts you into a different setting. Mm -hmm. Um, And with Midnight Cookout, like I almost got... I'm very vivid like I'm a very imagery person so mm-hmm. I'm literally picturing like like a nighttime like dark ass out but you got the whole family on the grills chilling mm-hmm. I think you said something about like your uncle had a <laughs> uncle having, having a, a stroke, stroke. <laughs> grandpa having a stroke um <laughs> like what was actually the inspiration behind you writing that song because I I, I can interpret it my own way but I feel like it's it's different when you hear from like the artist's perspective yeah. so that's that's basically spot on the idea that I want to capture with it is like I like to I'm I'm very I'm bipolar I was diagnosed with it a few years ago so like in a lot of my music I like to do this thing where I like balance like the light and the dark hey. so basically midnight cookout it's like how do you how do you create a cookout that how do you have it's like a bunch of oxymorons like a bunch of like negatives it's like like positive That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like a midnight cookout like who's really having a cookout in the middle of the night? You right. know? Like and, right. and like why is grandpa having a stroke? So it's supposed to be like like I went to that song creating it with the mindset of how can I how can I capture how can I capture the feeling of being at a cookout with like your family and your friends? But also add the twist to it that make, gives it that like edge where it's like not so poppy that it feels like you just played on a Disney movie, mm-hmm. but also but popping, but like giving an edge enough to a point where it's like the story transitions from just a cookout to like a Bonnie and Clyde story of like two lovers basically like 
loving each other and just robbing people. Yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. Satirical. <laughs> it's right. like a movie. Right. Very metaphorical as well. And it's like, you know, when you, uh, I just want to shout you out. Thank you for mm-hmm. even um, openly mentioning your bipolar disorder mm-hmm. um, and being willing to like put that out there because I think that's a huge thing. Like, and we talk about this in Old Soul Young World. If you guys have been listening in, like mental health is huge um, topic that we talk about here. And I, I relate that so much to the song. Like I wouldn't have even like related that when I was listening to it. Mm -hmm. But now that I hear you say, it's like, well, what do you think about being bipolar, having anxiety? Like I can relate from like depression and anxiety. It's like, like what you said, like you're having a cookout, but it's the middle of night. Like you are completely (laughs) off topic, but like on topic, on trend, but off Mm -hmm. trend. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like maybe that's what somebody who goes through certain type of disorders feels like at that Mm. moment. It's like, you don't know how to categorize yourself or what box to put yourself in or, or how you might even feel at that time. So it's like, I don't know, really, really good medicine. For, for that as well yeah <laughs> that sounds so even beautiful. if you didn't mean it <laughs> yeah no nah, i think i think like like it's art it's supposed to be interpreted um however the listener or viewer wants to see it and like i really appreciate you taking the time to listen to it like that yes you know because like i want to say i want to say when it comes down to to stuff like that most people listen to it like on like the linear level it's like oh my god boom 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 yeah and like as an artist my job to like sort of give you that give you that setting and also Give it, give you a chance to expand from it as well. So I really appreciate your analysis of it. it means a hey, lot. Thank hey, thank you. <laughs> um, and you know, I just feel like there was so much that we kind of chopped it up about before we started the podcast, <laughs> we so guys. Much. We had like a whole podcast before we started this podcast. Um, and you know, it's it's super dope, like seeing also the people that you're inspired by, kind of tied into like your music and like your scene. And it's like, so who are your actual biggest music influences or inspirations um mm. since you grew up i want to say i have like i have like five i think if i could count right hey <laughs> frank ocean miguel miguel mm-hmm. trey songs and who's my last one party next door and the weekend michael jackson yeah huh and michael Oh, and Michael Jackson. What, what? I whispered, I'm like, don't tell me you didn't just talk about Michael Jackson for well, a half Michael hour. Jackson, he's amazing. Like, he's oh. like, that's a given, though. Like, yeah, like, like if we're talking, like, those are like the mo- mo- the like modern ones because yes, like, those are, like yeah. my direct influence. Because like from the weekend, you get Michael Jackson. Yeah, from like Frank Ocean, you get like Frank Sinatra. You get like people like. Like, like, like old school, like R&B songs, a little Stevie Wonder, you know what I mean? Like, I'm literally a blend of all these artists and whatever they listen to. And I feel like that's kind of what music is. Do you know what I mean? Like, generationally, musicians learn off musicians who are before them and they kind of remix it into whatever it is that they feel or like however they can like interpret that. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like all of them mixed in one i yeah, feel like like, yeah. like that's that's what it is it's like when you like most artists most people i always think it's so strange sometimes when people say i'm my own influence <laughs> or no one else inspires me you know because like like you said it's generational like any art form is generational like back in the day like i was i, I remember i was asking my boy i was like bro how did people like know how to draw like super realistic like paintings yeah. Because you paint as well. It's yes. Like, and I, I'm like not a realistic painter. Mm-hmm. Like I've always found that fascinating. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can't sit here and draw a picture of you. Like it would look like a Picasso if yeah. I like did that. You know what I'm <laughs> Which saying? Which is dope as well. You know what I mean? Because you have people that like um, Jean-Michel Basquiat mm-hmm. who are great abstractionists, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. Just knowing, even if you don't know your niche or you don't know what category you fall in, just being true to like whatever you feel as an artist you're supposed to create. And I think that we talked about that too. It's like hard around here, you know, trying to be an artist and stay in your own lane and trying to come up and like be like, oh, a big time artist, like, oh, you're on the radio or you're this or you're that. Um, did that have anything to do with like your transition into moving to LA? Cause I know that you just recently, what was it? September you said? Yeah, September. That you moved to LA? Yeah. So like what kind of played into your move there? I feel like that's a, that's a big transition in your life. Like, um, I just, for, for starters, I feel like the, the, the non, the non like direct thing that took me to LA, I want to say was the infrastructure. Like we were talking about that earlier. There's there's a lot more creatives. There's a lot more of an infrastructure. There's a there's a safer place for artists mm-hmm. in general. Because out here, let's let's say in Boston, you want to make music. There's a there's there's a few gatekeepers that just don't necessarily let you shine the way you should shine. Right. You know. So that was like one of the things that got me into. It. But also like the idea of LA. What LA stands for is also something that like drew me to there because it's like LA. Like, that's where everybody goes. And then, like, next thing you know, they just pop up with, like, right. a bajillion-dollar record deal, like, making amazing-ass music and shit. Yeah. And, like, I feel like there's two ways to look at that, right? Because kind of how we had talked before, it's like, yeah, that is, you know, kind of the in a way a facade that they put on because it's like Mm -hmm. oh you see the Hollywood sign and you see like we're here right Mm -hmm. and you're looking at the set well the set isn't even fully real like we were talking (laughs) about that like oh this is a fake wood floor Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying it's that knowing the behind the scenes and the things that go in um and it's like in LA you have this idea that when you get there and when you move there all of a sudden you'll just like kind of blow up and be a big star and then I think there's the realization in reality when you get there too even though it's like supportive of artists, you still have to try, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you're still like putting in the effort and like you have to work with managers and this and that. It's not like, oh, you just blow up right away. <laughs> so I think there's also a misconception of people in Boston or in different places around the world where it's like, I don't know, like you go there and immediately it just happens for you. You still have to put work and effort and time and energy like... Yeah, you like, know. I want to say like creating in LA though is definitely a very different process because like whereas stu- I want to say for example studio time when you think about studio time in Boston, Massachusetts usually studios charge you like 80 and up or like 40 and up you uh-huh. know what I mean LA is usually usually you can find a studio in LA for like $25 an hour <laughs> with an engineer and like a good package right? like not breaking the bank too much because like there's more competition there Right. I like to say wherever the, wherever there's more Market, more market competition, it makes it easier for the consumer to actually find the best. You know what I mean? The yeah. best and also gives it like leverage for people that want to also do the same thing. And then you think about too, like if you're going out there and you're a musician, well, if you're an audio producer or mm-hmm. music producer or whatever, well, if you want to work with big names or big artists, where do you go? You yeah. move to L.A., right? <laughs> have to go not to L.A. Right. So then yeah. I feel like there's also more um, services available as mm-hmm. well, like smaller, like people trying to build like, you know, startup businesses or this and that. So it's kind of in all. I mean, there's more production and more like support, I feel like. But there, it's also still difficult. Like I and, and I'm, I'm just speaking mm-hmm. for my own. No, 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 Do you feel thing. like there's a struggle or um, as far as like breaking out in L.A.? Or yes, doing- I feel like in general, not even to L.A. or mm-hmm. to Boston, in- just breaking out like 
I I don't know. I I feel like at this point, like I'm I'm, I'm my my point of view is very like limited to me. You know what I mean? So I don't mean hey. <laughs> you know, yeah, but like from my from, I like that. <laughs> my my from my perspective, tunnel vision. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have that tunnel vision. But from my perspective, like like we were saying, we were talking earlier about this. It's it's not really a matter of everything else that's happening around you. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem with artists today is that they're too worried about everything that happens around them. And yes. I, I fall into that category a lot too. Like I, I am no saint when it comes to this, but I think as far as like breaking out in LA, it's just a matter of consistency and actually being outside, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being humble. It's like, it doesn't matter what you do. Right. <laughs> like, like none of it, when you realize at the end of the day that we're all just trying to survive <laughs> and trying to do better for us and paint the world in our image and leave our mark on here, like it really doesn't your your mission as big as it seems to you is only a, a minor <laughs> piece of the pie ah <laughs> oh, it's so facts a hundred percent and that's like going back 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 like to anybody that you think about in history any idol or icon you, whether it even be michael jackson like yeah he made an amazing impact on the world is it the only impact the world will ever have by a musician or an artist no but it did create like a ripple effect mm-hmm. in generation and i think that's all we can do just try to be our best selves to like mm-hmm. create that ripple effect for like the people around us so that they can like be them best their best yeah. selves you know what i'm saying those are because the, they're the people that matter like right. at the end of the day it's like I want to say that, like, we, we have fallen into, as a society, an image of self. You know what I mean? It's all about me when it comes down to relationships. Like, how if you can't do anything for me, like, what's the point of talking to you? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. if, if we can't succeed, like, if you're not on this, if you're not on that. But I'm, I'm get, I've become, like, I, I'm softening up a lot more because, like, I'm realizing that the more goals I hit, like, the 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 nicer it feels, but also like the more it makes me want to just open up my arms and just be like, bro, like let's do this shit together. Yeah, you know. But that's a huge thing too around here in the Boston area. It's like um, instead of being like, you know, uh, competitive in the sense where we're working together, mm-hmm. it's more competitive in the sense where we want each other to fail. You know what I mean? And like, what is failure? Like if we both fail, what is either of us gaining? Do you know what I'm saying? Like Like if nobody, if nobody's able to like go and pierce through the gates, like, like who, how are we going to walk through the gate? Exactly. So it's just, I think it's all about working with each other. And it's like, that's why like, you know, I'm so grateful that you even wanted to come on the show Mm -hmm. um, and talk openly um, before you head back to LA, because you know, that's huge for me. Like, thank you. um, Being able to get somebody on with a different perspective of living both in Boston and living in LA making music and seeing like both industry sides like you know what does that mean to you and that could affect a lot of people listening into the show um and you know how they want to move forward with their you know their course and their journey so it, I think it's inspiring yeah at the yeah. same time you were also phenomenal hey. <laughs> like you were on stage you were like giving like whole motivational speeches and whatnot I was oh wait I didn't even tell how we met yeah can you tell the people how we met no, you go out you go all right, out, all right, all right. <laughs> so we actually met um at the Maverick and Friends show shout, shout out, out Mav yes, shout sir. out DTW Entertainment yes, sir. um shout out all the artists who were involved who performed everybody um but yeah so I was actually going around and I was passing out my podcast stickers I was like you know what the show's almost over and um kind of after I'm done I want to relate that back to a little we talked about social anxiety because I was having crazy (laughs) social anxiety that night but I 
push myself to do things so I can keep this podcast going and so I can network and, you know, get people who can come on and, and share their motivational stories. So it was towards the end of the show and I was like, all right, let me pass my stickers out. And I came across you and like your energy was just so great. Like, yo, he was like towards the front of the stage. We ended up chopping it up. I was like, what do you do? Do you like, do you sing? You prefer? Oh yeah, I'm an artist. Blah, blah, blah. Check me out here. Like added him <laughs> right away. Um, we connected, had a great conversation on IG, asked him to come on and we made it happen. And it's like, I don't know. It was such a smooth conversation between us i felt like it was just a good it was vibe it was easy i was i was a little shocked it was meant to happen type vibes <laughs> yeah, you feel me because you were you were so receptive to me as well like you didn't you do you asked me what i did i said i made music and you didn't really go as far as to be like yo did you do this like yeah i usually feel like like sometimes when people meet me they always sometimes like what happens is they'll, they'll look at me and like i don't always wear like i don't always wear the flashiest things or of like course. the craziest designer gear but like sometimes they'll look at me and like be like ah oh, <laughs> yeah whatever yeah you're not a big name but it's yeah. like it's not about being a big name it's about yeah. having something to say you know what yeah. i'm saying and and i just i just appreciate how like how open you were to me and like that that to me is honestly what makes me want to work with anybody oh my god you know old so young world like like it's like it could all really be so simple. Like I, I like to take the yes. world by by his hand. You know what I mean? Think about like a kid. You know, like the way a kid would walk through the world is the way I want to walk through the world. Right. Like like let's say for example, let's say I see you. I'm like, oh shoot, you're really cool. Mm -hmm. I like your bracelet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice watch, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be like that'd be the conversation. It'd be like, hey, do you want to be friends? Like, could we connect? Like, how do we how do you pursue this? How do you make this even a better relationship? Yeah. And that's usually how you build community. Well, you know what? I think a huge thing too um, about your energy and just like relating it to like what we were just talking about. People aren't very open about communicating with people. Like I could have walked up to somebody asked the same questions and their energy just could have been like closed off like i don't know who this girl is she isn't like a big name i don't know her as a big name so i'm not going to open up and say what i do i think it's like the humbleness like what you were talking about earlier like i have learned being humble is being everything do you know what i'm mm. saying being humble lets other people have the opportunity to show their true colors you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. without you having to come in like mad forward or mad like i don't know just being like we're gonna like aggressive or whatever it's cool if you want to do like, that yo, i make music oh my god i sing oh my god exactly you know what i'm saying like just trying to push your ways on somebody like i just feel like when you give somebody a chance to to open up then you can really have that opportunity to connect about whatever it is that you connect on. And I think that's that's something that we gave each other. Like, you let me talk about the podcast, I let you talk about the music, and then we're like, yo, let's try to build something. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, cool. It's that simple. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but it's not that simple for everyone. And I think that's that's something that I um, I appreciate about your energy. You seem very, like go with the flow like very fluid um i could be wrong but that's just like kind of what you give off and it's inspirational to me because not a lot of people are in that mindset like you know it took it took a lot of work like a lot of my friends will tell you like i'm go with the flow but i'm also very like uh, gotta yeah. move gotta move gotta move yes but like what i what i said like I keep on saying like a lot. Excuse me. <laughs> if I counted them back in every episode since I started, we'd be like to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to say it's a habit I'm trying to get out of. 
Know what habit I'm trying to get out of? Saying sorry. Sorry. Oh, apologizing. I hate, yo, I apologize for everything. I like, I don't know why. It's just like a habit. It's because you care. Yeah. That's that's usually, that's usually the way I put it up. It's something obviously like in this day and age, people don't really, it's hard because you don't want to come off as very like weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like when people, when people, when people hear you say sorry too much, they're like, oh my God. This guy's fragile. Exactly. But nine times out, most people don't even really want you to say sorry. You'll now, find out. Yo, I have people tell me, they're like, can you stop apologizing? I'm like, damn, did I just say sorry again? <laughs> like, it's just like ingrained in me. So for 2022, New Year's mm-hmm. goal, not saying sorry no yeah, more. I want to get better. I want to get better at that as well. I, I feel like, well, I feel like I've definitely gotten a lot better at it throughout the years too. Yeah. I used to, I used to do a lot, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of everything, to be honest with you. And nobody perfect. We're all human out here. Hey, we all human. Mm-hmm. Yo, what did you say earlier? earlier you're like i don't even know (laughs) you said something about like the best quality of being something is being human you're like you don't have to be this you don't be that but we're all human and i'm like yo that's facts like we all have the dna of just being human imperfection it was was when we were talking about art like the best the best perfection is human humanity it's like there's a reason why (laughs) i gotta drop this there's a a reason why why we're so we're so attracted to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to say the reason why we're attracted to each other is because we're social beings. Mm. You know, like, deep inside, we all just want to find five different people that love us to death and hold us. And secretly, we all just want everybody to love us. Right. The human, the human, I want to say the human norm, norm the, the normal human pattern is honestly just going as far as literally... I'm I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. But the human fallacy is literally just moving forward. Yeah. You know, just ticking together, just being true. And, you know, like what you said about like we're all kind of just looking for like people to love us or love. And it's like I feel like some people take that to the complete extent of like if they don't get enough love, like it turns to hate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like because we come from kind of like a generation. We all want that love and attention. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that love and attention can't go to everyone. It, it would just be too too far spread out. You can give it to yourselves. You can give it to your friends. But like um, I'm thinking in a sense of like celebrity love, like of like you being like J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar or whoever Trey Songs, whoever mm-hmm. you named, like you get love from everybody. <laughs> But the thing is, but you don't, but you also get the hate, you know what I'm saying? Because with love comes hate and with hate comes love. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a part of the human society that we're trying to learn to balance, you know, I'm trying to learn to accept our differences and that we're all different. Um, But even in like 2021, think about how much like turmoil we just went through Mm -hmm. and how much we just went through in the last year trying to get society on the same page and trying to get humans to understand we're all just humans you know what i'm saying we're still trying to convince (laughs) humanity it's crazy (laughs) it's it's just crazy so you know what we were talking about Mm -hmm. too about like artists and celebrities and like this and that and it's like you have people who you look up to and all Mm -hmm. that so i have a question for you yeah talk to me um (laughs) So if you could spend a day between... Okay, give me years. Are you giving me years? No. Oh, okay. Talk to me. Between Michael Jackson or Kendrick Lamar, (sighs) breakfast, lunch, and dinner, (sighs) who would you spend a day with? Michael Jackson. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, snap. He whipped that out real quick. That is not even... What? But why, though? Because MJ came before Kendrick Lamar. Hey. Well, not just because of that, but, like, even Kendrick Lamar would probably pick Michael Jackson, even with his predecessors. Like, I want to say Michael Jackson was... He grew up so weird. He, He literally... From the time he was born, he was literally groomed to be like the greatest pop singer Facts. ever. He was like Tiger Woods. You Yo, know? it's a hundred percent true. And so basically I feel like 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 it's like that's like the question, like, would you would you want dinner with um Jay Z or would you want a million dollars? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like a million, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But like if it if it came down to like like But if talk- you're a number one Jay Z fan, would you pick the million? I don't know. I think by then you could book uh, nah Jay-Z's a lot uh, I'd say you could book Jay-Z for a show maybe yeah. take, take some money out of that but I mean go to Jay-Z show and get VIP tickets facts, facts, even that right. you know you'd probably like be better off having a thing with him but like having dinner with him at, after the million dollars but I want to say when it comes down to Michael Jackson like I just think it's just incredible the way I just I just think it'd be dope to connect with him and see how he is throughout the day yeah you know yeah it's like it's like imagine running into Lil Uzi yeah right <laughs> like what like spend the day with Lil Uzi bro just talking to him about <laughs> what like what would y'all talk about what's his favorite color yeah like what makes them mm-hmm. them and yeah yeah no exactly. that's that's dope and you know um also I I know that we kind of talked about you going back to LA mm-hmm. and all that so do you have like any new plans, anything, any new projects, anything coming up in um, 2022 that mm-hmm. like you're going to be um, working on or, you know, the people should be looking out for anything like that? I want to say I want to say for 2022, my goal is to I want to I want to say. It's to continue being more consistent. I want to be able to drop at least once monthly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to be able to drop once monthly. That's like my goal right there. And then to move forward from that, not just consistency, but also like it's a matter of just continuing to level up and collaborating more with people. Mm-hmm. I feel like as 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 open as I am, I have a hard time sometimes like connecting and Really, really seeing people, really, really letting people into like my head all the time. Especially since I'm always moving because like, you know how it is. Like you have a podcast. It's like, imagine, imagine having to like every step of the way, wait 5,000 hours for one thing. Oh my God. Things have to be on point. Things have to be punctual. Things have to be like good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like there's that aspect of it that And I, you're trying to like produce a song and it's like all this time, energy and effort goes into producing and putting out this like one song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't know, I, I can only imagine like trying to do that once a month. That would be but so that's a great goal because yeah. consistency is key mm-hmm. in everything that we do. Exactly. You know, um, you know the podcast game. <laughs> you already know. Like we tr- we record like try to drop one every week. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And doing a podcast like that, getting people on the show, recording, pre-production, after production, um, all that shit. So it's like, I know you understand that because you do music videos as well. So the visuals is like even a whole nother aspect mm-hmm. to the audio portion of doing music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so do you ever plan on like moving back to Boston, do you think? Or are you, uh, are you going to be LA based from here on out? So I want to say after, after LA, so I want to stay in LA for a few years, 
But after LA, I'm I'm still figuring out if I want to even be in America. Okay. You no, know, yes. I feel like a lot of people don't really like to explore the different avenues in the world. They like to travel, but nobody likes to be like, you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm over here. Like now, now I'm just out. Yeah. So I guess I guess for me, it's more of a matter of like, all right, where do I really see myself actually like settling down? And do I want a family? Like, do I? Like what are, do I after I reach all my goals and everything like do I want a family do I want to really settle down like that's something that I'm really looking forward to yeah like how can I make it I want to definitely create more structures for people that I care about mm-hmm. like I want to get to a point where like let's say I'm on I'm on your beautiful show you no know? shout out to your audience and I get to like literally be like all right hey nice to meet you like I have this person like that person I could definitely like get you with that yeah. I want to be able to connect you everybody else and like create like an empire where like I could just bless people. Yes. And that's the best thing I feel like we can do as artists, like bringing our network and connections to the people we're working with. Because how do you create a a bigger network? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. By working off other people and building with each other. And it's like, I think networking, I don't know how you feel, but like networking is key, especially for doing like podcasting. Um, Do you feel like that with like being a music uh, musician or an artist that like you have to go out and network yourself? Yeah, like, um, well, you have managers too, so I'm not <laughs> sure how that works if they do that yeah, for you. Yeah, so, so, so it's a mixture of everything. Cause like, I want to say as far as like management goes, like the team, the team, I'm lucky. Like when I say I'm so lucky, like I'm lucky, I'm lucky to be alive. That's, that's for starters, hey. you know, like, <laughs> I think we all we all share that we both have survived like probably like the most the hardest period for us in like our lifetimes. Facts. And who knows like who knows what could happen tomorrow? But like knock mm-hmm. on knock on whatever what I could find. Mm-hmm. But like realistically, like we've survived a pandemic, yeah. which is incredible. On top of that, that just ma- that makes me feel like the luckiest person in the world. So yeah. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) No, it's cool. It's just like being blessed, I feel like, is kind of like what you're getting towards every day. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, even through surviving like a pandemic or whatever, it's like we're a lot. We're breathing. And so, so yeah. So, so as far as networking goes, that was a question. Yeah, yeah. So as networking goes, like, I definitely feel like that's a key aspect of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard. It's hard because nowadays people feel like since everything's internet based, they don't really have to worry too much about like the actual interaction person. And they feel like they could connect with anybody. It's like, you can become a star without seeing yeah, anyone. Like, like I, I don't really, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Nobody that's actually nowadays, that's actually been become a star without having their face shown. Right. To some extent, like people have to know of you. Yeah. Even if it's not directly, the only person I know is probably MF doom, RIP doom. Like, Crazy guy, always had a mask on, but even then he had peers where he didn't have his mask on. Yeah, right, right. It's, so it's it's like even if same same mm-hmm. thing, even if you wear a mask, you're the masked whatever character. It's like yeah. you can build your um, audience and everything so much on online platform, but when it comes down to like mm-hmm. a live performance, it's like you got to be there, you yeah. got to show out, you got to show up, yeah. you got to bring that energy to mm-hmm. the stage. You know what I mean? Exactly. And um, how are you going to impact the world if you can't like connect with anybody in the world? A hundred percent. It's like I like to say there's a fallacy of knowledge. It's like you think you know someone by looking at their Instagram, but little do you know that that person is actually like not his Instagram or her Instagram. Yes. You no. Know? Yeah. The the gauge to know people is very 
is bigger than just the internet, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that like actually reminds me of something. Me and my friend were at some event, I don't know, like a couple months ago. And there was like somebody performing there and they were like dressed pretty nice and like whatever. And like we were, you know, the the event had ended. So we were all kind of going out at the same time. And we had seen this person who like they acted like, you know, they had all the riches and like whatever in Mm -hmm. the world, like designer outfit and all stuff. They get into like a beat up car. You know what I mean? They're like driving (laughs) off. And it's like, that's Instagram for you. That's the thing. It's like, you can make yourself look however you want on yeah. instagram you can have like our nice ring light at your house mm-hmm. and buy a backdrop on amazon or mm-hmm. whatever um or like we said here at the studio like we can put our green screen and look like mm-hmm. we're in the cayman islands if we want like mm-hmm. i think it's just um realizing that not everything is what you see mm-hmm. you know what i mean visuals and instagram and social media it's only a small portion of what being an artist is yeah. um but you have to live up to that art form in real life yeah. like um <laughs> I don't know, like your past performances. If you relate mm-hmm. it to like performing on stage or something, like you can't get up there and just be like, yo, like, what's up? I'm thoughts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, Matt, like, there's like a certain level of like finesse that comes with hey, it. Hey, you know? yes. You know, I, I'm dropping I like words. that. <laughs> yo, you got a lot of vocab words tonight. I'm like, shit, I need to whip on my little, my mini dictionary and shit. <laughs> you know, like, I want to say, uh, this is this is a hint of wisdom for some people, especially off the vocab team, because it reminded me of that. Yes. Um, one of my favorite songwriters, James Fonsoro, I had a chance to talk to him back on back on the like the back when you remember Clubhouse? Yeah. Back when Clubhouse <laughs> was super popping or whatever. He's um he's the one that made James join for Rihanna. He's he's basically like think about the dream, but like times thousand yeah, yeah i don't yeah. i don't care what nobody says james sponsor was that guy and he dropped some he dropped a gem on i mean he said read you know what i mean read and, and try to get as money as many words as you can in that to help increase your your songwriting capabilities because mm-hmm. what most people don't realize it's all a matter of what can you connect mm-hmm. so if i'm talking to you, you say something like let's say let's say there's a water bottle, right? Like, what could I connect the water bottle to? The water bottle makes me think about the ocean. Right. The water bottle makes me think about Treasure Island. This <laughs> this book, this you remember Treasure Island? Of course like the I night. do. Of that course. was a phenomenal movie. So yeah, that's that's basically the premise of like what James Fontroy said. That's, a that's that's so facts though. It's because uh, a lot of people I feel like in music or writing or whatever, like me being a spoken word poet, mm-hmm. we kind of are lazy. Like, or a lot of people are lazy with like not having uh, lyricism in their art. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Lyrics and words are so powerful. They're so strong. Um, and one of the best rhymers I've ever heard. Uh, he was actually a freestyler. Um, um, and I was like, yo, how do you do that? Like you rhyme words I would never in my in my whole life think about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How are you connecting that word to this word while you're freestyling in your head on the go, whatever? And he gave me some like knowledge, yo. Like, so I'm about to drop that knowledge. Like, drop some. And, you know, and, old soul vibes. Hey, old soul vibes. <laughs> um, you know, to, to, to put one of the words, so let's say um, water is your word, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to write water, and then you're going to make a column, and you'll write all the words that rhyme with water. Then you use another word that you always use to mm-hmm. rhyme. Okay, what rhymes with mind? Okay, so you're going to write all the words that rhyme with mind. And then if you study those mm-hmm. 
this, apparently, over time, it's going to develop in your mind the pattern of, okay, when you see water, all those, like, those words will start popping in your head. So it can make you even better mm-hmm. of a lyricist and have better vocab. Um, I myself have, <laughs> have not fully accomplished this yet, but I'm on my way there. So mm-hmm. my list is started. It is not completed. <laughs> just, just be picking up the words. It's on know? its way. <laughs> you got it. But I think that's that's huge because we hear a lot of music nowadays and it's like it has no concept behind it. You know what I'm saying? It has no meaning. It's just like a bop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just a radio it's a bop. Vibe. Just a vibe. Which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Like we all love a vibe, but um, it's cool and has a little meaning or a little lyricism behind it as well. Um, and uh, that's that's something actually I wanted to ask you, like related to meaning and concepts and what's behind it. Mm-hmm. Where did your name originate from? Um, I know it's probably not your God-given name. Mm-hmm. I don't think. <laughs> my compiled thoughts. My compiled thoughts. I don't think that's on your birth certificate. Yeah. But uh, where does that kind of come from so, in your journey? It's, um, I want to say it, start, it happened when, so I, again, like if we're going down the path of like disorders, quote unquote, which I, I, I have like a whole spiel about. I want to say my compiled thoughts happened when I was, when I was like 13 years old or some shit. Like just chilling, listening to music. And I, I just wanted to, I got absorbed by this concept of being a philosopher. Mm. You know, so I want to, I wanted to, at some point in my life, I want to literally just not do anything, but just like think. Yes. <laughs> like, cause I, I have ADHD. Okay. So any, when you have ADHD, you know, you know how hard it is to like sit down, how hard it is to like really think about one thing and just stick on that one thing. So then you start putting all t- together all these thoughts. So being a kid that wanted to be a philosopher, it's like, okay, so I have ADHD and I'm also thinking I have a lot of thoughts because of this ADHD. So how about if my my life mission is to compile Come my on. thoughts? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean- <laughs> and so I used to I used to write a lot of blogs and whatnot. I used to like be up on the Tumblr, like writing down these like little quotes. Oh my god, like- Tumblr throwback. <laughs> Wow. Also <laughs> yeah, throwback. <laughs> bro, honestly, also vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I used to be on the Tumblr, like connecting with all these people, just sharing these different ideas. And I just remembered like God got, got deep into Socrates. And then party next door. I started learning a lot of party next door. Yeah. And it broke a rule for me because it's like I'm so used to like musicians having one one word names. Mm-hmm. Usher, you know what I mean? Like Drake, Pharrell, Pharrell, Kanye, <laughs> yeah, you know the great, yeah, yeah, you feel me? So it's like it's like it's like they usually have one names, but Party Next Door came out in the weekend. The weekend Party Next Door they came out like uh, like multiple bands. It's like when you hear Party Next Door, you think about more than one person. Mm-hmm. So like when people usually book me for shows, they usually go, "Yo, how many people are in your band?" It's usually just me. So from Party Next Door in the weekend, I literally was like, oh my God, I could literally put this, my mission into like my name. So it came out with my compiled thoughts. Hey, I yeah. like that a lot. <laughs> it's dope. And, and that's the, see, that's exactly why I wanted to ask that question because it is conceptual. It's like what you put behind your music and, and your name and like your lyrics um, in ways that matches up to you, which is dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There is a root to your tree, if that makes yeah, sense. That makes you know what I'm saying? Sense. It's not just like a, a rootless tree just floating around. Yeah. I just thought of your, <laughs> I, I just got a flashback to us talking when you talked about your producer and you're like, yo, we can't make you, we can't, 
he asked his producer, oh, in the music video, can you put me falling the whole time? He's like, we can't put you falling the whole time, but we can make you drowning. <laughs> I don't know why I just shout popped out, in my head. Shout out to like the multimedia man, Damien himself. Like, Shout out Damien. Dude, shout out Damien, dude. Like, like when I say, when I say like, who, who was a, it? Who? Bro, Damien, Damien, Damien. Bro, like, dude. Literally, don't right? forget the name. Don't forget the name. He went on Boston Music. Um, he bought won the Boston Music Award this year from his music video cut for the rap label rap group called Van Buren Records. Hey, they're phenomenal. That's by amazing. The way. Like, like every single member on there is super fun. I want to connect you with them. Yes, y'all are gonna hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. But like, I definitely want to connect you with them because like. They're like one of the they're one of the group the people out here some of the people out here that I really connect with a lot that I gel with their music and also like my peers I got to see them like continue to grow and continue to like level up in the music scene and whatnot so that yeah. makes me so happy isn't that the best when you meet someone when they're at their like mm-hmm. not even beginning stages but wherever they are in their journey and you see them come up you know what i'm saying that's that's satisfying to me as an artist i'm like yo you're doing better like keep fucking doing better you feel <laughs> yeah, me like it takes a special person to say keep doing better yeah because there's a lot of like like especially especially we're talking about it especially out here there's a lot of people like when you as you continue to do the steps like you sort of lose touch with them. Right, you know? It's right. like, they don't know how to talk to you anymore. It's like, you just start leveling up. It's like, yeah. I've had, I've had people like tell me that they don't know, they don't know if they could even, they could even see me anymore just because of the fact that like, I, I, I'm getting better at the music. I'm, I'm in LA now. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. It makes it harder to connect to people when you like, when you continue to grow. That's that fine line that we talked about of love mm-hmm. and hate though, yeah. because love can so easily turn to hate. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. some of your biggest supporters, people who like will really ride out for you, aren't even like the people you grew up with, oh. aren't even like your family. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like people who like couldn't know you from a hole in the wall but they resonate with your journey or your story um and sometimes those are the realest fucking people there was there was someone that gave me a really good quote way back when he said that hate is just a stronger version of love hey you know and, like and the that. reason and the reason why i say this because like when you hate something it elicits a certain desire to change <laughs> You know, yo, like, <laughs> so, so, so I always, I always have qualms when it comes to like the idea of hatred because philosophically the, the hate is like one of the, one of those emotions that could destroy nations. Yeah. Whereas love, love from time and times and time again has not always been the most effective in changing the world. Mm-mm. It's like you have, you have different bodies, different energies. And it's like, when it comes down to, it's like hatred and anger, they usually play hand in hand. Anger is such a powerful emotion. Most people are so afraid to be angry. But little did you know that, like, like if we're going back to the biblical perspective, Jesus got angry. And what happened? He literally got angry at the, um, I believe, the Pharisees. I misquoting the Bible. Mm-hmm. But then he threw out, he threw, he literally threw all their stuff away and said, yo, stop doing this on the Sabbath. This is the God's day or whatever. You yeah. know? So yeah. I feel like there's, there's a place, there's a place for hatred. And I feel like, honestly, hatred could be the most the best thing for for people. I feel like hatred is motivation. Also, exactly. you know what I'm saying. It's it's, it's, it's negative. Like keep hating me. <laughs> Hate me more. It makes me want to be a better yeah, me. Like, but like, but like, also, like, think about like the way Six Nine's career, for example. Uh-huh. The hatred was like the fuel to his entire mission. Literally. And it's like, look how big he got because of that. Yes. Hatred literally will make people get out of their beds and be like, I can't do this. Yeah. Like, let's say, let's let's say, for example, you let's say you're in your room and you hate you hate your room 
something's changing in your room no matter what. Like right. if you hate it enough, it's going to change. Right. But then when you have like love, like, oh my God, I love food so much. Love could easily open the door to gluttony, which is Oof. the idea of excess. Exactly. You know? And it's also like, I feel like manifestation. You have to be careful of how much love and hate you're putting out. Because if you keep putting out hate, 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 mm-hmm. what are you going to manifest or draw or attract to yourself all mm-hmm. the time? more hate exactly. you know what i'm saying so if you're like six nine and you want to <laughs> put that hate out and, and draw mm-hmm. the hate and then use that for success i guess you can do that um but a lot of the time you know it it, it will feed into more more hate self-hate and mm-hmm. i think that's the thing like people who love and hate right so if you have somebody who is jealous mm-hmm. like they're like oh my god i can't fuck with you anymore because you're in la and you're doing your music <laughs> and you're so awesome and you know i see your i see your midnight cookout and i'm just so jealous of it like all this shit I almost feel like that's a self um, dissatisfaction type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something that they haven't fulfilled yet Mm -hmm. in their journey that you have already started to fulfill. So it's like, like I can't even fuck with you. It's like, it's like the the idea of tunnel vision, you know? Yes. It goes back to, it goes back to think about it. Like, if you're so focused on what other people have, you're going to end up wanting what they have. Right. You Not know? what you could exactly. have. Exactly. What like, you could have or even what you have. Uh-huh. Because fundamentally, like, all humans need, like, like I feel like all the, all, everything that we have, again, it goes back to, like, this idea of, like, me wanting to be a philosopher. Back when I really wanted to just be a philosopher, and I still do, don't get me wrong. I just, I'm just taking the path of music. I feel like you're like a modern day philosopher. <laughs> like, honestly, that's like my goal. Like, Thoughts I, the philosopher. Like, imagine this, right? I'm like 65 years old, and I'm barefoot, just walking through like Times Square or like Boston Commons, just like barefoot walking, just with like a little sign. That's like my goal. I feel like you ever see those old Asian people with their hands? You're like, that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's that what is I who be. I embody. It's like, like complete peace. Like I want to be that old guy that like that's like been through it all, but like that has like an insurmountable of knowledge just because of what they've been through. Right. And it's like, if you have one conversation with that person, you'll understand. Wow. Like all, (laughs) all the amazing things that actually led them to be this person. Exactly. Even if their physical looks like they're just an old person walking with like a sign in New York, whatever it may be. Be like a secret billionaire, like nothing on just my underwear, just like walking through times. Yeah. Yeah, man. Next time you need to catch a flight because you got to (laughs) go. That's a dream. That's so lit. And like, I just want to say like to people listening in who might not like resonate with the idea that he's talking about like if you read about philosophers if you read about like aristotle or all these like people back in the day it's like they didn't care if they lived in a shack if they had one cup of water a day like Mm -hmm. it was about what you were saying the thoughts the philosophy the building of the mind um the physical meant nothing anymore the embodiment of like having materialism meant nothing because they understood that thoughts were more than physical so thoughts um, are more than physical Those are bars, bro. Those are bars. Bars. Um, And, you know, I I do have one more question for Mm -hmm. you before we end off this beautiful podcast. Um, And again, again. thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. Like, this is this is amazing. And honestly, you're really you're vibrant. And I, I really see this podcast going very far. Hey. Honestly. We shining up in here. <laughs> you are, hey, like, honestly. We like, both are. We both are. Um, but, you know, the concept, and you kind of asked me mm-hmm. for, like, what is Old Soul Young World? And I gave you a little, you know, brief description on kind of why I named it Old Soul Young World mm-hmm. for my beliefs. So I'm kind of wondering on your end, um, whether you believe you're an old soul or you don't, what do you kind of think that the term old soul in the young world means? 
from your perspective? I want to say from from my perspective, when you think about an old soul in a young world, it's the idea of someone that 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 feels like they've been through it before. Hey. No, I, I briefly touched on it with you earlier, like the idea of like love and relationships, for example. An old soul in love is a person that, at least from what, what I believe, someone that is very, very archaic when it comes to it. Very, very simple, mm-hmm. you know, very, very refreshing. It's like almost senile. You know, <laughs> I feel you. I'm like I'm like creating. I'm like crafting like a. It's almost a, a like a na- naivety. Yeah, it's like I don't think it's that's like, the word, but you know, it's like an old soul is someone that that will that will fall in love and not worry about like the consequences, right? You know that that genuinely will could appreciate life for what it is. Mm. That that comes beyond the modern day. You mm. know, I'm like I'm like literally crafting like a whole poem, but it, like that's basically what I think. It's it's literally. Someone and also is someone. I'm trying to put it together because you put me on the spot. And also is someone that appreciates life, and in the young world, someone that appreciates life and doesn't wanna wanna continue falling into the rush of the young. The hey. youth, because youth, when it comes down to the idea of youthfulness, it's like very vibrant, very speedy, very eclectic. You know what I mean? Yes. Shape shifting all the time. No, yes. no sense of balance. You know what I mean? And that's that's somewhat what it comes from. An old soul in the young world is someone that tries to find the balance in a fast paced world. That'd be <laughs> that'd be like my whole definition right there. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I wasn't even expecting that much. I was like, oh, is he mm-hmm. keeping going? Oh, this is lit. I'm gonna let him keep going. You yeah, know? I was trying. I was I was rapping. I'm trying to put the. I loved together. it. I love. It was like I kept seeing your thought process. You're like this, this, and then you wrapped it into a <laughs> sentence, and you made it. Mwah. I loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, and you know, guys, that's about all we have time for on mm-hmm. this week. But I just want to thank you again so much, thoughts for coming mm-hmm. on for sharing your thoughts with us um, for letting us know why you think this way and you know what created you um, mm. it, it was just it's so beautiful to hear um, how your journey was so different than many other artists journeys and it's still going you know yeah. what I'm saying and in, in 2022 <laughs> I really feel like it's going to be amazing for you um, and we're actually going to be dropping this shit in the new year Yo, so that's exciting hey. <laughs> So um, exciting. Could you just give people again, if you don't mind, the plugs of where they could find your um, music, find you? If you have a chance, um, definitely check me out at My Compiled Thoughts on everything. That's My Compiled, spelled all correctly. <laughs> not complicated, not compiled or whatever you guys used to say. <laughs> but My Compiled Thoughts on all social media platforms. That's also the link to my website. And um Thank you so much for having me again. Yes. I really appreciate it. This means a lot to me. Hey. And you know, everybody who's listening in, make sure you check out his new single that dropped recently, Midnight Cookout, yes. that just dropped in like the second <laughs> week of December. That shit's lit. Yes. Um, it's such a good vibe to just play in your car while you're driving. Uh-huh. I actually listened to it on my way to the podcast today. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever, guys, you are listening into the show, I just want to let you know, in 2022, we are here for positive thoughts, positive thinking, motivation. Positive hey. 
<laughs> trying to do more, trying to uplift ourselves, trying to become better people. Um, that's what I'm about. I feel like that's what Thoughts is about. And, you know, I know we're going to be staying connected mm-hmm. and doing some great things yeah. in the future. Let's um, more. Hey, let's build. Mm-hmm. You know the vibes. <laughs> you know the vibes. Uh, anyone listening in, thank you, as always, for tuning into the show. We hope that over the next week when you hear this, you can take this motivation, use it to grow your own thoughts, use it to grow your own <laughs> business, use it to grow your own motivation, and just keep pushing yourself, your friends, your family forward. Make sure you tune in with us next week again on Old Soul in the Young World with your host, Jesse Ellie. Don't wanna die tonight Don't wanna feel the night